Hello, everybody. My name is Rick McCutcheon. I'm a Dynamics 365 MVP, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Digital Adoption Talks. Today, there are over 300,000 business professionals with digital adoption in their job titles on LinkedIn. On this show, along with my co-host, Joachim Schurmacher, CEO of ClickLearn, we will talk to some of the leading digital adoption experts in the Microsoft ecosystem, and boy, do we have one today. This week, we are thrilled to talk to Chuck Ingram, CEO of Microsoft Dynamics 365 partner Congruent X. Chuck has over 20 years experience leading CRM practices for companies such as HP, DXC, TriBridge, and even Microsoft. At Congruent X, their focus is always about getting CRM right. So, gentlemen, introduce yourselves. We'll start with you, Joachim. Yeah, so my name is Joachim Schirmacher. I'm the uh, CEO of ClickLearn. So at ClickLearn, we do a digital adoption and training solution that we provide for the entire Dynamic 365 community and a number of other vendors that we support in the market. Okay, Chuck. Awesome. I'm delighted to join. I'm delighted to uh, side mention that we are a ClickLearn partner. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm an expert, but I, I may be crazy because I started a firm. Congruent X was actually started to focus on at least partly CRM adoption. You know, I worked at, as Rick said, I worked at some, some big places and uh, did a lot of CRM. I'm a CRM guy. That's what I, what I know. And um, a few years ago, just said, man, people aren't always happy with this stuff. And it was even exacerbated the last couple of years. And we just said, that's not okay. So let's look at how we can make it okay. So we started Congruent X. It's about aligning people in technology. We mostly focus on CRM and the Power Platform, though. So excited about this conversation. And thanks for asking me to hop on. Okay, so Chuck, we're going to start off with you because, you know, over the last little while, you know, this pandemic shoved us all back into our houses, right? And we had these salespeople that were roaming around the country, right? Mm -hmm. And nobody really <laughs> knew what they did. They just sold things and everybody kept their eye on the number, mm -hmm. right? And we had a pretty good economy going, so that number was pretty good. So I don't think people paid a lot of attention to CRM mm -hmm. and uh, user adoption. Then all of a sudden... We went to our homes, right? And these, you know, war road warriors were now inside salespeople. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, people were concerned about the data. Where's the data, right? And I think we forced a lot of people who really never used technology, whether it was CRM, whether it was Teams, mm -hmm. whether it was, you know, Excel spreadsheets, uh, reporting tools, all this stuff, they needed to really catch up. So talk a little bit about what you saw over that over that time. Well, it's, it's interesting the, from a big picture perspective. Um, I wrote this blog like it, it's really hard for me to focus and write. And but this topic was so compelling to me that I wrote this blog two years ago. It's called We're All Inside Sales Now. And then I wrote another one <laughs> like a few months ago that says we're still all si inside sales now. <laughs> and it's it's crazy because. To your point, Rick, um, we've all been at home for the last two years, and all of you know, we we went from okay, honey, I'm going to go to the store to uh, everything is just available. You know, tech is contextual. You know, we we can say, and I, I can't say the name of the personal digital assistants, but if I say the name, 
I can just get stuff to show up at my house. So tech is easy. Tech is fun, you know, and, and it's awesome at home. And then we go back to work and we get these giant big forms and maybe not much training on how to use them. And, and, and it's difficult. And there's implications behind that where um, I think um, we went from what, what we're missing. Can I uh, have a little tiny bit of runway on this one? Absolutely. <laughs> so th this is close to my heart. What we're missing is as salespeople is the Starbucks around the corner from the office. Remember, like, let's say us three were going to a, a, a sales call. We would stop at that sales call. We'd think about what we're going to say. We'd look up the company's information on DMB or, you know, something like that. And we'd, okay, you're going to talk, you're going to ask about this. You're, now it's like 22, 30-minute calls all day long. And you go from call to call to call. So there's a stat where 82% of customers say that reps aren't prepared for meetings. Um, and we know it. 50% of reps say we're, we're not ready for meetings because we're just going from call to call to call. Because, as you said, Rick, we're inside sales and the tech, we're not using the tech as, as easily. The tech at work is not as easy to use as the tech at home. It could be, but it's not. And I'm seeing, you know, it's changing the way the customers look at us too, right? So yeah. at one end, you know, we used to visit them on an ongoing basis and now you don't need to come in here, right? You know, <laughs> just get on a Zoom, a Zoom or Teams meeting and that'll be fine, which is a big change for many organizations mm -hmm. and the way they're set up to sell. No question. I, I think I saw where um, Gartner said that 70% of customers would prefer a rep free buying experience it's almost a scary stat but we better as in sales think about how we can add a whole bunch of value to our our clients right and i think we have to figure out because we don't want to lose the advantage of a professional sales team yes yes right we don't want to lose that because they can help you know pull things over the finish line but i think as organizations We've got to figure out how we embed mm -hmm. our sales team within that buying process. Forget yes. about the selling process. And that's in that buying process, like you said, 70% want really frictionless online buying. Mm -hmm. So how do we embed our sales team into this technology so they become useful? It's, we, it, sales is a, um, a channel in that process to support that digital buying process. As you said, I, uh, you can, if the folks who aren't listening, you can probably see there's a couple guitars back here and I, I got a whole bunch of them and, and I, I tend to buy things either in person or through, I won't say the name, but one of these online buying things where you get to talk to a person. So if I have questions, I can talk to the person, but I can do my research myself. And I think things may head that way where we have a seller who has a whole bunch of context and a bunch of expertise that can help the customer buy versus ask this tricky question and <laughs> kind of the, the, the old way that things worked. Joachim, do you want to add anything about, you know, even your personal experiences with 
buying now as opposed to buying even 24 months? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the transition has been going on before COVID actually, but but I think that the transition is mm. definitely being enforced by COVID. The idea that the last person uh, that you want to talk to, especially in the beginning of your buying process, where you're actually vetting out whether is this mm -hmm. a fit for me, is a salesperson, right? You, you just, right. you don't, you would rather have an help desk at the other end to be honest right uh, that can't answer any questions because you're not there yet yeah and and the idea is that i think 80 80 90 percent of our clients we can see that they are they're vetting out they're much much better prepared than they used to they're not coming into the room and say what what are you selling it seems kind of interesting could you take me to uh, through the grand tour that's not happening anymore they're, they're really well prepared when they enter the room. So sales has taken on a different task. And I really like what you said, uh, Chuck, about the, the pressure that we are applying to the, the sales force today, because we used to have those car rides, right? You remember them? We used to actually go in cars at, at a point in time. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we had that car ride between places, right? Between our, our sales destinations. Yes, and what did we absolutely. use that for? No, we called up the other guy who was also on the road, maybe that we were meeting up together and we discussed that next client and we prepared, mm -hmm. right? We prepared for that meeting. Now, I think that we're pushing the sales organization way, way, way too hard in terms of driving the effectiveness. And then I think that we have it, uh, I mean, there's a perversion in the sense we are picking up, we want to pick up more data. And we're saying, look, mm -hmm. you're the front line, you need to pick up the data points. We're constantly asking those sales guys, now get mm -hmm. the data, get the data, right? Now, now, now there's a new form here, right? Because I have seven other data points. And at some point they're saying, look, what am I here for? Am I, am I the data collection specialist? Or do you want me to mm -hmm. actually sell something? And that's the permanent change that we're bringing in there. So the, I think that in, from, from my perspective, when it comes to salespeople, that's a permanent user adoption channel because they're just hammered on with changes permanent. We ask them to do more. We want to get more, to know more about our customers as we are preparing for that next trip, right? No question. So, and, and another thing that I think pops up here too is um, the skill set, and I don't know skill set, the ability for our salespeople to use technology, reflect on their professionalism. Mm. And I'll give you an example. I got a friend I do business with a lot. And every time he's the one who has trouble getting on the team's meeting, he's the one who, you know, uh, you know can't find the file we sent them. <laughs> all those types of things and this guy is brilliant mm. but you know when he's getting on these meetings with the customers and i'm introducing him and he's lost it just doesn't look like he's brilliant oh man so, yeah i could I and, and i think yeah go ahead sorry and i and i think all this change in the buying is going to reflect on what a sales organization looks like in the future and who we're going to recruit a hundred percent. I I'll, uh, if it's okay, I'll peel back our covers a little bit. We're, we're, a you know, just a couple year old firm and we actually, I don't know how smart we are, but we read a lot and <laughs> we, we, we don't lose. We, we, we try to learn. So one thing we, we figured out is it feels like that this, this linear sales process, like we used to have these sales meetings at, at these bigger companies I worked at and okay, well this, we're in this stage. So you, this thing should have happened. And you, now you get to this stage and it goes backwards. It's because somebody who wasn't involved 
grabs a piece of content from this place. So, it, it, and I, I think Gartner's articulated is there's these buying jobs. So what we do is, yeah, we still have it in CRM, the, the you know, our, our stages, the way we think of them. But we have a, a sales leader and that person is accompanied by uh, 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 our sales and marketing operations person who is constantly supporting that person with content. And sometimes we provide it to them through smart links on LinkedIn. And, and we also have a, a solution that has these little digital sales rooms. So based on where the, the, the person, are they thinking about the problem they have? Or are they thinking about um, solutions that are out there? Are they building up their requirements? Are they trying to pick the right partner? <laughs> we have different stacks of content that we provide. and. And um, she's brilliant. Her name is, is Tasha, and she supports our, our sales leader. His name is Tap. I picked them both because the names go together. So, <laughs> so uh, and they're, they're like dream team. And, you know, it, it, it's like he's wonderful with what we would call being a modern seller. And she supports that from a, um, a digital perspective with content and things like that. And so I think there's probably some version of that that we'll see a lot more of where there's the content that drives value that comes at the right time in the sales process. And then there's that still that really professional salesperson and sales team that can augment that. And, and cause you, as you guys said earlier, the, we get less time with the client. And, and I, I, I think I read where the winning partner in a enterprise deal gets about 5% of FaceTime with a client or, or, or call time with a client. So we need to send some timely content and some <laughs> timely case studies, timely emails to them. And so it, 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 it's much different now. So we, we have to leverage the technology so much differently and, and think about not 360 degree view 24 seven, but context and insights. I actually think the term 360 degree view is not relevant most of the time now. Controversy alert. <laughs> so if we if we start to think about what you're talking about here chuck mm -hmm. and it's really i think we have to you know go back to the training aspect of it we have to retrain sales organizations yes. to understand that the buying process has changed mm -hmm. and in my business i find a lot of companies are still working on a buying process from you know 1995 yes they think this is how a customer buys and instead of understanding the customer looks does due diligence, does their research, then shortlist, then comes back, right? Mm -hmm. So if I talk to somebody at a trade show and they like me and they like the product and it's going really well, then they go quiet for three or four months. It's not because they're not interested, it's because they're doing due diligence yes. on me and my competition. Mm -hmm. So as a sales professional, I need to understand how to use content to go out there and keep them interested and keep me in the race, right? And not just drop off and say, I don't know, they're not getting back to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ghosting is not always ghosting. 
as you That's true. I, and I and I really think that uh, now we are supporting our our sales funnel is supporting the last last mile of the journey really. But before that, there's like mm. 800 kilometers that we didn't map down, but we spent our entire days thinking about how do we map that final one mile, right, in mm -hmm. the journey, which is when the client is actually reaching out to sales and going through the funnel. And suddenly someone is saying, mm -hmm. look, this is happening extremely fast. Not really. I mean, it's it's been a really long journey. You, you weren't a part of it, right? You're just seeing the funnel mm -hmm. at the very end. I think that is that is something that you need to transition to. I'd like to get back to Rick to what you said because I think that there's an opportunity in making sure that we support the user adoption, especially for for these sort of not so tech savvy uh, salespeople. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's an enormous skill set that we are leaving out of the picture, and we need we need a, a way to enable those guys into delivering a new context because the new context is that tech is going to be a part of being a successful salesperson. If you're not, no if, you, if you don't understand technology and you don't care really, then you're never going to make it, right? Because you don't have that support that will make you effective. Your colleagues will just achieve 10 times more than you are. And, and I think mm. that there's a, there's a challenge in the way that we adopt uh, the users into that technology and how we support them in the constant journey. It's not about ripping them out the, their daily jobs for an hour and saying, look, this is what we're giving you right now of training, and then you can go back and do your job. It's, it's not working for them. They're not, they're not tech savvy. They're not, they're not grown up with technology like teenagers today are, right? They, they are from a different generation, but they have an extremely, uh, an extreme ability to close the deals, right? And they know, yes. uh, they have that nose feeling, right, about the deals. And I think we, we can definitely tap into that. And I don't think that the user adoption it just needs to be constant. So it's more about driving the performance inside the application. Then it's about providing training packages and constantly say, look, you need to train. So drive the performance inside the, the applications that are working, help them get that support. And then I think they're, they're fine. They'll be fine. 100%. You know, um, can I tell a quick story about, I, th I think, Joachim, what you just said is so spot on. It, we, we have a, uh, now a client we we had a call a call one day from uh somebody wanted a crm resource and we don't say resource we say people but yeah that's what they <laughs> that's what the client and we says. had a, a yeah we we went to uh to visit the client and they had had a a big project and you know some big partner had done done some work with them and um all nameless um although the client is a you know case study now so that it was a happy ending for the the story. The, to your point, the 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 project green on time finished, all that stuff, and then they went on to the next big thing, and a client okay, and and you you've, you break down what's the client trying to do. This client is in the construction business, and they call on lumber yards, and. They don't need a big giant forum to do that. And the, we looked at what is the person trying to do to support the business goal? Where are they getting caught up? Well, where they're getting caught up in, and where they win or lose is in that lumber yard. So they basically need to win the yard. So we took the big form and figured out the few things that they need to be successful in the yard and put it in a, and actually for, in our case, it's just a power app, but it doesn't have to be. And 
next thing you know, they're, they're super duper happy. They're showing it at their sales convention and, you know, they're on the right track. So as you said, this has to be an ongoing thing where we constantly tweak, even if we maybe goofed up and did the big form at the beginning, just thinking about the course corrections, going back to the people who own the business goals, who own the business tools and who use the business tools and don't forget about those folks. And you can, you can always get back on track. And I think those are all excellent points, Chuck. So here's the question. What's the responsibility of the Microsoft partner here? Because this has always got me um, working on projects mm -hmm. is it was sort of like, I'm going to put the technology in, then I'm going to get the hell out of Dodge. The gunfight's over, right? <laughs> That's not the way we need to think anymore. Mm -hmm. What's the responsibility of the partner around user adoption mm -hmm. or uh, digital adoption. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Sure. Okay. Um, well, it, I think Ray Wong does a really, really good job of explaining that the, the people who are closest to the client will win. Even if like, I'll probably never develop a CRM product. I just take what Microsoft makes and we can use click learn and other tools to help the client get what they need, make it easy, make it a net positive for their day. So we went from, you know, for 20 years, I was thinking, like you said, Rick, about the project to thinking about the client. And if you take that focus, that's first step. So change your focus, you know, don't, you know, if you, I, I, I've seen the, I used to ride motorcycles. I do not anymore, but if you look at the ground, you'll fall down when you're turning. <laughs> but if you, if you look, look back at where you want to go, you, you'll, you'll go where that place. So it's change your focus from the project to the client. Second step is, is as we said, think about the people and what they do want to do. So you have to kind of think about this journey that the client's going to have. And third is, we're in a technical age. There's tools that can help us. One is you can ask the client what's working and you should Two, And, and that might meet a little different engagement model. We do a subscription, but it, you know, people can just stay connected. You don't have to do, do a subscription, but you can have tools that let listen. If you ever ridden in, you know, these cars that have the self driving, it kind of goes back and forth like that. And you can see it's looking at the road. There's course corrections. There's no course correction in a big project. It's you're done. And you know, you pointed the car at downtown Atlanta and you're just hoping it's going to arrive. <laughs> so I think the partner has to think about that journey. Think about those ultimate goals the client wants and be prepared to make course corrections, both by talking to the client and having tools that can kind of listen to what's working and what's not working as well and think about help the, how to help the client stay on track for those goals. So Chuck, just on that subscription model, and I've talked to you about this before, now if they enter into, they're paying you on a monthly basis to not only support the CRM, but to get it running right. Yes. So, you know, you've got some skin in the game here. Yeah, so there's there's a, a training element of what, what we would do to help the client adopt the technology. And there's also, um, almost like a managed services element to help keep the lights on and, and make sure that it's running fast and so forth for the client. But then there's also a little bit of an advisory piece where we're helping the client 
think about what to how to best use the technology because what's the analogy about microsoft excel most of us use 10 percent of the features well if you if those 10 percent can make you millions of dollars that's okay <laughs> but we need to get those 10 percent of the features right <laughs> okay all right thanks so guys any any closing remarks about digital adoption and uh, sales professionals over to you Joachim. well you know i i think that we are just starting the journey uh basically mm -hmm. for the sales professionals in terms of of, uh, of driving towards customer success and in, 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 in instead of driving towards delivery right event-based uh, uh sort of uh, both on on, on uh, how we are getting our revenue streams i mean when the, this event occurs then basically the revenue comes in and we are done and we can get out and the idea i think that that uh, which i like that what you said chuck that that we are now driven much much more more by the success of our clients that means you know there's no it's not about getting out the door really fast it's about staying in the room until your mm -hmm. clients are successful that sort of idea that will uh, definitely not only evolve but also be uh, the only one that will win in the long uh, in the long game i think Okay, Chuck, any closing remarks from you? Absolutely. Um, Joachim, you said it 100% right, that in, in my opinion, that it's, it's, we're just starting this journey. We don't even, uh, like, just think back three years ago. We would, I didn't, would have never, like, I was using Amazon, but I would go on the website and I would search for stuff. And you know, now it, things are so different. This, I go to take, my dog for a walk and the watch says, Hey, are you going to, for a walk? Do you want to track that? What if your CRM eventually, or your, your tech tech stack, whatever we want to call it, say, Hey, hey uh, Rick looks like you're walking in to, to see a uh, client ABC. You want to see the, the last three things that happened. Did you know that they were um, in acquisition talks that that's, just the tip of the iceberg. If we can do that at home, hundred percent, we can do that at work. And we, we kind of have to, because we've all heard the stuff of, about people, you know, there, there's a huge pushback with employees. They, they want to work at a place where they, they feel connected and they feel like people care about them. So if, how are you showing a team member that you care about them by giving them a seven and a half foot long form that looks like it belongs in the highway department or in a tax <laughs> income tax form or something like that? It, it, that's it, it, like that stuff adds up. So to your point, we're just starting this journey to to making tech at work and especially for sellers feel like uh tech at home and 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 it we we, we hit, we'll we'll get crm right that way okay uh thank you yokum thank you chuck uh for joining us today on digital adoption talks absolutely bye for now <laughs>